0: Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode seven of season nine of the Brunswick Beer Collective. We're in a um, slightly laddish beer garden in back of the alehouse, and it feels like old times. But, um, and I'm I'm Chris Shorten. I'm joined by Paul Christoph. Hello. And Carl Campbell. Howdy. Well, it's odd, isn't
1: it? I mean, the whole reason we don't record inside and record mm. out here on a Sunday is because it's quiet. Exactly. But
0: now the weather's. Nice. Exactly. We're never going to get the quiet again. The no longer quiet. Got to flip it around. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all gone crazy. And you know, in terms of things that have gone crazy, um, this has been a no. I was going to say this has been a really big week in um, beer, but that sounds like that really terrible footy show thing that Eddie McGuire used to say. He probably still says it now. Anyway, it has been a very, very, very interesting week in beer because people keep getting bought. Yeah, very tumultuous, changing scene. And yeah, if, if anyone's been watching Beer Thread, they will see what's essentially um, everyone losing their shit over um, brewery <laughs> yeah Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it's always that thing, isn't it? When you want to write something now, it's like, do you type? Do you which, which group do you type it in? <laughs> Depending on your audience, like I do notice sometimes people will try a beer and they'll put the photo. Yeah. Then they'll put the exact same thing in succession on several groups. It's like ah, oh, the Perth beer snobs and beer thread and Australian Craft Beer Alliance, and then because of the algorithm, it's like I don't need to see this. Is the algorithm's not smart enough to realise so, it's the same person that's posted yeah. the same thing on three
0: uh, <laughs> but, three groups? And look, I would say the so um. For if you've been living under a rock or just like a less beer-related world, then you wouldn't realise that... So, let's see, we have had... So, obviously, Four Pines sold recently. A couple yeah, of weeks uh, ago. AB & Bev. AB & Bev now own them. Uh, we lost Feral Brewery to, uh, of all things, Coca-Cola Amitur, which is kind of good but kind of strange, mostly because coca Amatol Amateur is actually an Australian company. It's, it was a surprising one. Like, I assumed... I,
2: I had heard the rumour that Feral was mm. going to sell, but I didn't think it was going to be to Coke. <laughs> no. Was there? Like, I, I assumed it would be CUB or AB and Bev. Is there a reason that Coke hasn't done this in the
1: past? I mean, I didn't research this, but I know mm. they used to distribute a lot of... Was it SAB Miller beers? And then when SAB Miller merged with whoever it was, there was some rejigging of the distribution rights and I know Coke had some restrictions placed on them about Ooh. various alcoholic beverages that they couldn't couldn't sell and
0: I, I, I wonder if part, part
1: of that agreement basically. has anything to do with why they mm. haven't taken over a brewery earlier
2: it. Gosh, I'm not sure I mean, well, I know they they certainly did Peroni mm. that was one of the, the companies that they were distributing here and they did do the greatest job of it, <laughs> um, but I think they CUB took that over recently as well.
0: Yeah. So mm. they everyone's favourite macro lager lager is um, CUB. Well, um, my
1: interesting, one of the interesting questions that people don't seem to ask is what's going to happen to Yenda? Yeah, well, that has just failed as a brand completely. Yeah, It doesn't appeal to craft drinkers. It doesn't seem to be appealing to non-craft drinkers.
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, <laughs> all well and good creating that story that it's brewed by a couple of guys out in a shed in rural New South Wales. And then you're like, oh, that's, that's a
0: Coke beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is the thing. I mean, are we walking into the situation where... Oh, we should um, say that there's one more, um, Vale, which is... I. I see Vale as more of a under the radar yeah, brewery. The vale and Foxhat. It's, yeah, it's mm. sub brand Foxhat. Yeah, but they have been bought by Bickford's. Yeah. Um, also a soft drink company.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I found
0: out that Bi- it's Bickford's Vox.
2: Vox, yeah. Vox? Yeah, oh yeah, Vox. Oh, Which they so do like a Blue bunch Kura-Ka, of. Blue Yeah, exactly. They do a bunch of liqueurs. I don't know what else they do.
1: I just always remember Blue Curacao. Right,
0: okay. They're probably doing Midori knockoff as well. (laughs) Look, it's just, I mean, uh, is is this the new trend? Are we going to see Schweppes buying, um, um, you know, I don't know. Well, Schweppes is owned by Asahi, aren't they? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, yeah, we just have to flip this around the other way, don't we?
2: See, all we need now is for, if these soft drink companies are going to take over... Mm. We need the liquor licensing change so we can you know go up to your coke vending machine yeah. and then
0: buy your uh can of Warhawk, which would be freaking awesome like if you could get a tusk uh, from a machine <laughs> I said Fanta
1: pants not fanta
0: <laughs> so all right there's obviously this is pretty big news um what well, let's let let's let's talk a little bit about I feel like. Uh, we all kind of go off the rails about, or oh, okay, certain fields go off the rails about, like, um, yes, uh, like I can't believe this is being sold to someone. But from, let's think about it from the brewer's perspective. I mean, what, why, why would they do this sort of thing?
1: Yeah, working seven days a week, mm-hmm. building a brand. You started it because you're passionate about brewing, but you find yourself more and more focused on the business side of things. But you're not mm. a business person, so that stresses you because you don't really know what you're doing. You're learning as you go along the way. On top of that, you've got a lot of debt, and to expand, you need to get yourself more debt. into more debt. You've got a family a to run, a mortgage to pay for your house. Um, there's a hell of a lot of sleepless nights. Mm. Yeah, and that, a lot that. of stress. And it, the bigger you get trying to do it all mm. yourself, the more stressful life is going to yeah. become.
2: And in, in, in saying that, you look at some of these big breweries that have sold that, you know, these guys have been running them for 15 to 20 mm. years and they, they seem to have had good times but there would have been a hell of a lot of slog in there and yeah. now they've got a chance to actually make some money and when it's done right, they stay on with the brand
0: and they mm. get to do what they're doing. and The beers become better. Yeah. But they don't have to stress about the whole not being able to feed my children thing yeah well
2: um, Ferrell's Bren, Brendan Brendan yeah yeah he was in an interview with him he was like you know there was points last year where we were worrying about being able to mm. fulfil our payroll
0: yeah which I mean you look at any sort of um, if we see breweries as startups, you look at any startup, and that's the exact same issue all the way through they don't know if they're gonna like and, and even if they have angel investors they don't even know if they're mm. gonna make payroll but, but okay, so I mean, that's the, I think that's one of the obvious things about the brewer that people don't think. And I think it's also that I think, and we see this of all brands, I suppose, but the, the idea that um, a brand owes us something, like as, as drinkers. Or as consumers, this idea that we own part of this brand, and if they're going to change their ways, then how dare they do that? We're all in this, you know, against the big against the Mm. big players together, and by them they're letting everyone down. By exactly, I mean, but I don't think that's how this really works. No,
2: it's
0: you got to think of it from
2: certainly from the brewer's perspective. Of say you're you're doing your job, you're getting paid. Whatever amount a year, mm. and someone walks up to you and says, "I'm going to give you this huge lump sum, mm. Mm. and then I'm going to pay you that same amount to do that same job." Yeah I'll just be your boss now. But, and yeah, mm. there is the aspect that a lot of yeah, it's the sellout aspect mm. for mm. people, but uh, uh, Tell me if someone did that at your job, whether you know you're sitting at a desk or you're doing this, mm. you wouldn't take that.
0: Yeah, it's it's an opportunity that you would be like, well, Jesus. I mean, this. Uh, I, I I may have started out with like. I, I guess it's the, it's the whole artist thing where that you know, don't get me wrong. Art um, artists love being free and whatnot. They really love getting paid. Because everyone loves getting paid. Yeah, and we can talk about how much uh, like selling out all they want, but if they get to keep doing what they what they want to do and then they don't have to stress about it, that's going to mean better beer. And it's also the,
1: it's the reality of the world. If you know, if they don't do it, then somebody else will mm. eventually get bought out and then that potentially make business even harder for the one that didn't take the opportunity... Exactly. ..you know, a year or two prior when it was offered to them. Yeah, look, I, I think a lot of people have shifted. I know when, I guess, when GOAT first happened, I think the general reaction was a lot different. A lot more people were surprised and disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think the reaction's been, you know, there's still a lot of people anti and for, but I think there are a lot more people looking at it with a, you know, realistic lens now.
0: Mm, mm,
1: we expect that this will happen.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. When
1: by the time <laughs> listeners hear this, um,
2: something else may have yeah, happened. Yeah. Th- there are many rumours around at the moment. Yeah, there's there's going potentially going to be some some spicy takeovers by the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. don't ask us how we know because we don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's. I think a lot of the reservation for, certainly for the independent takeovers in Australia, mm. for the goat thing, people were scared because, from my standpoint, as a bar owner, we had a little creatures con- mm. contract and we loved pouring mm. their beers and we we poured, we poured bright, we poured mm. right rabbit dark ale. They both mm. sold well. I really appreciated both those beers and that sale happened and there was an there was almost an immediate dropping quality once you got in the new stock i could i changed the keg of the dark ale tried a bit mm. to make sure it was pouring right and was like that doesn't taste like the same beer hmm. and i think lion cocked it up a bit like i know a lot of they lost basically sacked all their um Sacked all their sales team to start, and brought in all their own guys. But I'd, then they I'd, lost a lot of their brewing team as well. Yeah, and those mm. guys have gone on to do great things. Like, yeah, you, Ash is
0: a great example who mm. helped start up Barrow Boys, and now he's at Colonial, like killing it for them. It's, yeah, it is. It makes you. I mean, one thing that, one thing that I keep thinking about is. Um, uh, if you look at it, because um, you know how the AIBA... No, not the AIBA. It's become like AIBA the independence... Yeah. The ICA? Yeah, well, whatever, whatever what where, it is. ICBA? Where, where yeah. I mean, all these people that are leaving the... Um, or that you can't... Unless you're an independent brewer, you can't be part it's of volume, it. It's volume, yeah. But, but, um, or ownership or whatever. But it's, to me, it makes me wo- more worried by the fact that by adding that restriction that you have to be independent you're cutting yourself out of all the big decisions that are going to happen in this industry. But all these ones that have just been bought, they're they're going to make the decisions now. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've got the money to do it. Yeah. And They they will
2: set the trend and we'll all follow. Yeah, I think it works... It works really well for the people who have been taken over, like, GOAT, that um, Asahi's really hands off. Mm. Like, Mm. they... They bought them because they were a successful business that they wanted to develop into a more successful business without changing the vibe of that company. And I think that's what that's what's changed now. I mean, Little Creatures was
1: kind of the first
0: mm. and it
1: was was very much that whole, okay, we're taking over You see it in retail, we see it all the time, we're taking over, bang, we're gonna implement all our stuff here. I don't actually know it's about the product. I think now you're seeing you've seen the same thing in the States, you're seeing the same thing in the UK where the brands that are taking over are very much, we're basically gonna act as, you know, we're yeah. gonna invest, we're gonna add our backend expertise mm. when you need them, but, but we, just we, keep we, doing what you need to do and tell us what you need to mm. become bigger. We know yeah. you're, we're not buying you because but we wanna change
0: what you're doing. Well it's the, um, I was thinking about this on the walk up here, it's the whole, cause we talked about it ages ago, the whole Heineken owning Lagunitas. But Hennekin, outwardly said, we don't want to um, turn Lagunitas into us. We already have us. They're two different markets. Yeah. yeah. But it makes it interesting. Of course, you know. I mean, flip it again. Flipping this um, the other way around. The whole idea of, um, like, again, I think people, um, especially drinkers, have a very have quite an emotional attachment to, um, um, like, breweries. I think that we hold on to that and we keep it um, as if, as in, like you know, they're brewing just for me. And it does make it harder for the other
1: small independents out there. Mm,
0: mm.
1: The more yeah. people that get taken over, yeah, the harder it will be to. Well, it's 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 um, it's, it's twofold, isn't it? I mean, craft venues will stock independent, non-tap-tied craft mm. venues like the Owl House will continue to stock whatever they want. Mm venues i uh, heard someone someone wrote a couple days ago about the feral thing that which was something i'd never thought of but it's quite obvious was they said now feral if there's someone which has these taps now feral is on the tap tide things yeah. so maybe they had one or two taps that they were allowed to put you know independent beers on that weren't part of the tap contract mm. and feral already took one yeah now feral you know mountain goat four pines point. We'll go on, you know the tap tide contracts and actually freeze up the taps.
0: Uh, of, coo- coo- yeah. of course, in saying that, you know, um, I don't know any place that has um, um, Coca Cola on their um, tapped t- on. Tap uh, contract. That, well, they've they've got cores. They've got yeah. They've
2: got a bunch oh, of. That's stuff, the thing right. you don't
0: think about. It's all the ones they distribute. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: The yeah that that point comes up with the the Goose Island thing where everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, Goose Island is going to be weird when it comes out here. It's going to be stealing craft taps. And yeah. it's not. No, it's... It's stealing
0: it's CUB's taps from itself. Yeah. Like... But. Of course, flipping it the other way, it also means that um, CUB's... Uh, it, it also... Uh, it makes it less, uh, less enticing for, say, bars to get out of their tap contracts if yeah. they're yep. getting good stuff. Which, I mean, the tap contract thing is not healthy, but it also pays for, the like, you know, breweries put up, like, 40 grand or something to build in the tap system, yeah. so they can yeah. be on it. That's the thing. I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't actually realise the cost of setting up, yeah.
1: a, setting up a bar. It's enormous. And I think the people seen in the craft beer industry, or at least not... A lot of people involved in craft beer from a consumer point of view, I think, overestimate how big craft beer is, mm. because it's this little bubble and we all think it's so big and it's so huge yeah. and it's actually not no, at it's, all. It's going to be about 15% here. I think that's about as much Yeah, was the last stat I heard. It's, this has no change in the little, the little venues. No.
0: But so, that's, I think that's the scary thing that's going on. Well, it's a scary only if you see it that way. Um, going on at in the Australian craft beer scene, but I suspect it's going on in every craft beer scene. Yeah, uh, we just we just got to brace ourselves for. it. Yeah, and enjoy
2: the meltdowns <laughs> when they happen. Exactly. <laughs> Read all the comments.
0: The, the endless meltdowns, which you know, no one was up, no one was that upset when George Lucas sold to um, Disney, yeah, because he already made the product shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I think we should actually drink some beer. And we are back, and as if we do it every week, we're under beer number one. And beer number one is, look, I'm gonna, cause I have the can, and the can is really creepy. Um, it's called the Naked Protector, sorry, the Naked Objector. Uh, it's an IPA, and it's from Little Bang Brewing Company in uh, South Australia. Australia. Yeah, West Coast IPA to be precise. Ah, oh yeah, Innocent West Coast IPA. Indecent. Oh, indecent! <laughs> I really can't read today. <laughs> no. it's look the the can freaks me out in no end, but it also has no preservatives or animal products, according to the can, oh, which no is good to know. Products. So, it's, so it's, that means it's a vegan beer. I, I is that is that true? Is it can that actually be a thing? Then it might be vegetarian. How do you consider Do you consider used to
1: be
2: a living uh, being? Um, I suppose. Possibly. That, I guess that, that some beers, you know, there's some things that they use that uh, it's got the fish bladder yeah. extracting for filtering, but not a lot of them do mm. it now. It's all a lot of it's synthetic because synthetic. It's fish. just easier to get that than catching fish to get whatever the
0: weird yeah. bladder thing is. Which, which I guess that makes more sense. I mean, there's something, there's something kind of weird about just just get, getting fish to, fill, to use it to filter beer. So, it's yeah. qu- so the beer's got quite an interesting description on the can. Mm. So it says
1: there's this great little craft beer bar in Adelaide called Nola. Nearly everyone loves it. Nearly everyone has the decency to put some pants on in an argument. This guy, he's heavy and aggressive and dank and bitter. He smells lovely, considering. Look, it's a long story, okay? Come over for a beer sometime and we'll tell you all about it. We may just take you up on that little bit. I've always wanted to go to NOLA. Yeah, um. me too. It's one of the... I went to Adelaide a few years ago and, mm. you know, it was... It was you know, they back impress before, me. The, back um, before it was Radelaid. Back before yeah. it was Adelaide. It wasn't even Adelaide, it was just Laid. <laughs> um, anyway, um, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Both my Adelaide experience and yeah. my um, attempt at a joke. Yeah. But no. Um, like the world was, is a complicated place. I was quite impressed by the small bar scene. Like I mm. found some really cool small bars, had some amazing GNTs. found some amazing gins that I'd not had elsewhere. Mm. From a beer point of view, there wasn't much from a craft beer point With of view. It was all Coopers. There are a few. The best, best craft beer venue I found was um, a pizza place, sort of at the north end of the CBD. Mm. They, had a really, they had a really great fridge full of interesting things. And, yeah, there's always got a good brewing tradition. Obviously, mm. Cooper's is mm. South Australian mm. and a um, lot of the German, with all the German sort of immigrants that went there mm. back in the day, there's, you know, Lobital and a few others. Mm. So they've always had sort of the traditional German-style beers very good there. But as far as the craft beer scene, there wasn't much happening. Went up to Adelaide Hills and Prance and Pony had just started up. Oh. And you pretty much couldn't get them mm. anywhere too mm. far outside the Adelaide Hills let alone the rest of South Australia or the country. But, yeah, I mean, that was a few years ago, and obviously the scene there's improved Mm. immensely with Pirate Life, Big Shed, and these guys, and all these little craft beer bars. And Nola is the one that always pops up as being Um, a really uh, cool place to check out. So, yeah, I'm definitely keen on a little... Mm.
2: Weekend uh, to Adelaide trip to Adelaide. I feel okay. I like got one coming up in December, mm-hmm.
0: uh, but I have to spend most of that time in a wedding. Oh, yay! But it might have good Adelaide beers. Hopefully, possibly, maybe. Um, the uh bridal groom, if you're listening. Yeah, that's an awesome Adelaide beer. If you need tips for how to do
1: beers at weddings, we have a uh, friend who can help you out. Uh, oh, the wedding
2: I was just at. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're gonna get him Russian rib. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> She's got a contact, I'm sure I can put you in touch with some people.
0: <laughs> so, all right, first thoughts, what do we actually think about this? Not, uh, It's not a Nipah, I should just point it out.
2: Because, no, so you know, yeah.
0: every other beer these days is a Nipah.
1: interestingly, in the States, I don't really tend to call them Nipahs. Mm. As I found out, you go to bars and you've got to get used to that. You're sort of, oh, you're looking for a Nipah. And you're like, oh, well, we've got these IPAs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that, that's a Nipah. That's a Nipah. <laughs> like, it's not a distinction. It's made... Mm. I don't... It's weird. Like, clearly, flavour is the optimal thing. there. like, if, if Nipah is... If the cloudy mm. thing is what they're going for, if it's clear, that's irrelevant. Like, mm. We're making an IPA. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. want it to taste like this. The kind of... The colour is... Mm. not really that important yeah. you don't want to you, yeah. you
0: don't want to be able to see through
1: whereas here people are really saying ah oh, it's a Nipah and people want to buy it because it's a Nipah mm. like if it was the exact same tasting beer but wasn't cloudy people yeah, would. yeah. wouldn't be as inclined to drink it because it wouldn't be on trend
0: but, so okay what are what are people saying about it well, I've got one that jumped out straight away to me. Well, it's, uh, t- to the point where you were so excited that before we even started recording, it's like, I've got the best comment. I've got the best comment. Well, you, you're going to see why I, why I said it. So it's by Haw Tea.
2: Mm. Tenor Register Citrus. Glazed Brioche. Resinous Bitterness Builds. Subdued Aroma Suggests.
0: Not quite right yet, but pretty good. Three and a half. Okay. I, I feel like I need to hear that one one more time. It's almost, it's, it sounds like it was written like a haiku. Yeah, it's like Bukowski <laughs> sort of stuff. Tenor Register
2: Citrus, Glazed Brioche, resinous, bitum, resinous Bitterness Builds, Subdued Aroma suggests not quite right yet,
0: but pretty good. Yeah, it does feel like a haiku. <laughs> it, 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 it feels like something that someone would say in the corner of, say, a, a poetry competition. Um, and then the, there would be, like, a lot of reserved applause. Untap comment poetry slam. God, that's, that, that has to happen. Um, I, I, I know plenty of poets. Um, we can make this happen. Okay. Another <laughs> side project. God. Go on. Um,
1: Rohan L at Carwin earlier this week, or I should say last week, mm. a bitter IPA, clean finish, fairly dark, not much aroma happening. Would like it to be more hoppy, like Lagunitas or Stone. Three point five. Mm. Which I actually kind of really agree agree with that. It's like it's quite a nice beer, but there's not it's just missing an extra. Not much aroma to it. Yeah, like it is. It's it is bitter. It is it does have a clean finish. It is fairly dark and. Mysterious? Yeah, there's nothing to put it above. Well, I guess I yeah, now everyone knows what I'm going to rate it. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh yeah, you, you, you've already you've already shown your hand here. Interestingly, uh, Mark B at Carwin Sales on the same day said, a "Tasty beer, not sure I get 90 IBU." And Little Bangers actually responded, "Yeah, first batch in the cans. Original kegs were a bit more savage. I think we'll up the bittering a bit on the next run." Yeah. So this is also, this is obviously
0: the first batch of cans, so. But, and, and I do like when um, you know small independent breweries comment on untapped. Yeah. Well, they, now I'm <laughs> really keen to see what yeah if the next batch of cans tastes different. Just um, a little comment like that. And, and I should flag that um, that was that last comment was said completely tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh
2: oh, our, our old friend the beer baron. From oh the beer a baron. A few episodes ago. <laughs> beer baron. I'll <laughs> uh, get you beer baron at pop up bar X. You can smell the bitterness, out of balance on its own, but might do well blended with their stout.
0: 3.25. No, I want to find that out. Did Little Bang end up responding to that? No, they did not. But that sounds like yeah. a very cronk thing. Yeah.
2: That, I, think it, I think it should happen. Well, Gus Kaye at the
1: King's Head Hotel mm. uh, gave a three on the 6th of October, said so left me a bit wanting. And he got two responses from Little Bang know what you mean our first keg only batch was a lot more savage and then i'm really pleased with the flavor on the tins but may give it some more bitterness on the next round and gus k has responded brewing's a tough gig i'll keep trying if you keep trying cheers emoji (laughs) just pretty much what we just said yeah they comment they tell you that they're trying to tweak it and you're like okay cool
0: well i mean it's definitely got potential it's not a bad beer it's an ongoing project, uh, Yeah, it's project, still, it's still yeah. developing. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, Reagan
2: W on grand final day. <laughs> Biggie is greater than Tupac in my grand final East versus West Coast battle. But I win. Great beers all around. Wow. Cool. And that, that was purchased, purchased
0: at APOD. pod that, 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 had, that had a lot in it, but I like
2: it. I think i found the best
1: one here. Derek, um, no location, 1st of October, uh, yay cans, 4.5. But then uh, Green Dog has commented, damn, she should get in shape. Derek, he's one of the owners. Green Dog, damn, she should get in shape. Derek, he drinks beer and owns a brewery. Green Dog, so what he's saying is I should learn how to polish stainless steel. Derek, I think you should learn how to toss 50-litre kegs in artistic homage to ancient Greece. (laughs) 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 I've never been, this is the first time I think we've been more entertained by the comments than the actual check-ins yeah
0: um, that was awesome alright uh, what do we think people I mean oh, there's I one more here just, oh, right. just
1: because you're always complaining about you guys are always complaining about travelling interstate and finally finding Melbourne beers
0: mm.
1: this guy Rick G at Carwin got four stars went to Melbourne bought
0: a South Australian beer <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> though it is an epidemic yeah. alright uh, what do we think people
2: yeah um, I'm with Paul on that. It's like it's good, but clearly from those comments and mm. like it's they're still developing the recipe. It's sort of it's missing a bit for me. There's there's some citrus there. It's, it's pretty
0: clean, but just yeah, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You you lose. It. It's it's like you're breaking up in um, transmission. <laughs> it's like I I I would drink it again, but. Mm. I would, I, I would,
2: I would drink it again based on the fact that most likely the next batch that I get is going to be better than this. Which
0: yeah, you know, I think, I'm enjoying I a at the moment. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it's uh, it's a solid 3.5 would drink again, but there's nothing to make it stand out over any other Australian yeah. West Coast IPA. Yeah,
0: that it's, I enjoy, but and I do think it, I think, do think they're right in terms of the bitterness thing. Yeah, I think it needs that bitterness. But I, I like it. It is a 3.5.
1: Yeah. And I'm very yeah, encouraged by the fact that they're mm. they kind of they yeah. kind of seem to no, agree with everything that everyone seems to be saying. So it's yeah, pretty we awesome. Can see well.
0: Looking forward to canned batch number two. Exactly. Uh, thank you, little bang. Um, we'll move on to the next beer. And we are on to beer number two. And beer number two is one that we have had few times, but we realised we hadn't actually had on this particular podcast, and it is the Jedi Juice from Hop Nation. And uh, as Kyle pointed out um, off-air, this is the third iteration of the Jedi Juice, because what was it, Kyle? It was the... So there was Gabs, and then there was the first can batch, and now this is the first draft batch. Which, I mean, it is the question of whether, you know... uh, I think, I think the obvious question is the fact that, okay, so, um, well, I think a lo- one of the, I mean, it's a, it's a fine New England IPA, but I think one of the um, big questions is, how many people bought it just because it had um, Yoda slash Princess Leia on the can?
1: Well, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, that's probably the most popular photo we've had on our mm. Instagram account, mm-hmm. was, the, um, was when we put the can... Yeah the jedi juice cans up like a thousand likes that. nothing gets a thousand likes these days since all the algorithm changes i mean it even got comments from a lot of people from overseas like there was one Mm. from sao paulo Mm. that i had to because you can't copy and paste comments from untapped so i had to manually type the comment into Mm. google translate (laughs) and then there was a whole conversation between this brazilian guy and his people in brazil so i had to translate all the comments as well (laughs) and it was basically someone tagged in a guy said Mm look yep. at this beer can we get it in yeah and then like looked into it but no way we could basically it. it'd be too far too expensive to get this to Brazil <laughs> but
0: those other cool beers that I've got are coming in soon yeah okay cool the, the, I, I, I love the implication that they've got the um, you know Alex equivalent over there yeah um, hey uh, can John get this beer in yes yes he can it's cool it's whole, um,
1: yeah. We're all yeah we're all the same in the craft beer world mm. We're seeing all these beers that we wish we could get and can't get. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, they can. If it was just a, yeah. you know, hop nation's New England IPA, then it maybe wouldn't have the same result. Yeah, it's an interesting theory.
0: And they're just small enough to not get a call from Disney. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, how do what, what are our initial um, thoughts about this thing? This is like the fourteenth <laughs> time we've all had it.
1: Yeah. Well, my. My whole thing with the New England IPAs has been, again, you don't think you know, you don't want to be that guy, but after you know those five days in New York drinking a lot of New England IPAs, after going to other half, which is you know probably yeah, one yeah. of the best breweries for this, this style of IPA in the world, and the worst beers you're drinking are you know four out of five on untapped. Yes. You're drinking things that this is a four point five, this is a five. <laughs> and you come back and start drinking some of the Australian ones, it's like, it's, it's just, they're not at that level. Like this To me, this is probably one of the best examples of an Australian New England IPA, but it's noticeably worse than the worst other half of New England IPA. So then it becomes, what do you judge things against? you judge them against other Australian examples yeah. and stuff? Do you judge them against
0: the best in the world? Is it, is it fair to? It's I, I would say this is the best... Star Wars-themed New England IPA in <laughs> Australia. <laughs>
2: well, but would you say it's the best Victorian Star Wars-themed beer? Because there's at least Ooh. two.
0: Wait, wait, what are the other two? Oh, well, yeah, there's well, the Millennium, yeah, Halliday, the the Millennium the, Falcon. Yeah, oh, the other Falcon the Millennium Falcon from Holgate. Shit, of course. And that's a fantastic beer. That is beautiful. Yeah. I haven't had the most recent one. No, neither have I. But, shit, okay. Uh, now I'm going to have to... Uh, <laughs> de- definitely the best New England IPA Star Wars-themed
2: beer
0: Um, yeah the with regards to the US
2: thing it's I reckon that probably comes from their scene being a lot more developed than ours is yeah and there's so much more competition yeah yeah and yeah we're still developing we yeah you still over there you can be niche as if you
1: want you Mm -hmm. cannot be a brewery that just does IPAs in Australia yeah
2: (laughs) And so yeah, Well, well
1: no no one is yet. Maybe that's the uh, Well
0: maybe that's fixation is. Yeah, but fixation is also like a subset of stone and wood. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Which everyone or so how I always forget.
1: But um, I think that's possibly a um, you know, if we go back to the you know, start of the podcast mm-hmm. with our takeover conversation mm-hmm. we I mean we basically just do follow whatever's happening in the US a couple of years late. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see if within the next you know, mm. year or two we do see a niche style brewer mm. start up. How do you dif- differentiate yourself when the big boys have
0: so much mm. diverse craft breweries? Yeah. You, you, just, you just do barrel aged um, red, red IPAs using um, you know, um, galaxy hops.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, when you ask me what my prediction for the year is for a <laughs> New Year's episode, <laughs> <laughs> count me down for that one. I don't have to think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I won't remember any of this. No, I won't. I just, <laughs> we're both screwed. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to write it down.
2: It, it's a thing at the uh, the event we had at my bar on Friday. I was mm. chatting with my dad and um, Paul Holgate about this. Mr. And, Holgate. Yeah, yeah, and... and Quote, unquote, am We got on to talking about the US scene and Mr. Holgate... Um, <laughs> brought up a great example in terms of the niche thing that uh pet rocks the the guy who started the selling pet rocks his whole business philosophy was if you get one percent you get one percent sell all of them a pet rock that's currently at the moment 3.2 million people whereas if you do that here you sell to maybe, like, 30,000 people. Yeah.
0: yeah so, it's like, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, can
2: afford to be super niche. Mm. You just have to get 1%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: I, it's I a fair take. The first, the first, first, really time, first take. time I ever thought about that argument was actually the first time I went to New York in 2011 and I was looking up... I always... It's one of the geeky things I do, I was looking up, like, population densities and all that mm. sort of stuff and stats like that and it's like, you look at the tri-state area, the sort of basically, Jersey, New York and... I can't remember what the other one is. I think it's Philadelphia. I think it's the northern part of Pennsylvania. Okay. I may be wrong. But, yeah, their population is, like, larger than Australia's population, but you can go, you can basically cover it all within, like, four hours from any location. (laughs) So it's, like, California has an economy bigger than Australia, a population bigger than Australia in one state. Yeah. So, I mean, there there was that business that, you know, my wife and I, tried to start a few years ago and we came up with a fantastic product it still is a fantastic product and nobody has done that but um you couldn't make it economical in australia Mm. we tried to do every sum every way and there was just Mm. no way to make it economical in australia and we're like if we did this in the states Mm. we could make money from this (laughs) like this would be a profitable business but not in this country
0: yeah that sucks anyway I'm um, moving beyond niches, unless we do want to talk more about um, uh, Star Wars-themed um, New England IPAs. What are people saying about this? Well, um, Justin P said, thanks, Jesse, and gave it five stars.
1: Mm. <laughs> Could potentially yeah. be... Thank you, Jesse. Um, Here's one that's better. Colin 14th of October. Fantastic brew, smooth, juicy, and full of floaties.
0: Oh, that's not good. You're not meant uh, to have
1: floaties in there.
0: Uh, unless they're implying the um, New Englandish. The clouds. Uh,
1: must that must be. Because I've had I've had four of these over the past few months and no, no, none I, of them not had 40 bits. Yeah. Um lip
0: smackingly good, 4.5. Um alright, the the next um the next um comment I want someone to read it in the Yoda star Nah Yeah, no, that's gonna be too bad. <laughs> um it's so, definitely worth a shot. Yeah.
2: So I found this one and stayed on it specifically because of what it says. Uh, Bruce Loth, who got it at Crow's Nest in, on the twenty fourth of September, nailed the style far better this time than Gats. Nice and juicy, but I'll drink juice instead if I if that's what I want it.
0: Hmm,
2: <laughs> it's interesting. Glen O, thirteenth of October. I like this one.
1: Glen O, Ser- seriously? Smells decent, looks terrible. Open bracket space, muddy not hazy. Close bracket. <laughs> Feels chalky in the mouth dot, 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 dot. No,
0: That's four dots. You can't have four <laughs> dots.
1: It goes against the rule. Wanky name. Many better beers for my dollar.
0: 2.5.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Paul Z. Yeah, too many dots. Uh, purchased at Panania Cellars. Mm, definitely with the. Definitely with this one, the forces. <laughs>
0: 4.25. Look, we, we knew it had to happen, See? right? I didn't even have to... Uh, Mm. create it
1: myself mm. what are the four is. Uh, Phil D at the Foragers dropped 30th of October if it was partly frozen like a slushy, I'd be in heaven four stars Ooh. that's actually good yeah. that's actually a really good comment yeah. I, a slushy of this
0: would be really good yeah I, I, I would drink to that yeah alright uh, give me one or two more please
1: one or two more okay there uh, we go um, Oh, this is the one you saw before. S- SPB at Whiskey and Ale, man. <laughs> Tastes great, but might be because it comes on the back of a whiskey in my final ever RMIT master's lecture.
2: <laughs> 3.75. The comments are where it's at.
1: Yeah, Oliver H. Does your piss sound like a lightsaber now? <laughs> SPB. It always did.
0: Man flesh,
1: <laughs> Ripping beer, man. The commish. It seems like only yesterday you were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the first class.
0: You must be glad it's over. I think that's a good one. I, yeah. I, I, I do love the no-holds-barred no, hold, no holds bar feel of untapped comments. Oh, just loose ends. Right. So, all right, uh, what do we think about this? Um, I'm still giving
1: it 3.75. So it's, yeah, it's... I think if it wasn't for my America trip, I'd probably be giving it a four. Mm-hmm. But I just can't get the... A taste of how good the New England IPAs from the northeast of the states are. So, for me, it's a 3.75, and I'm. I think there's a few. There's there's this. There's yeah, there's a few in Australia that like they're on the cusp. Like I would not be surprised if within sometime this summer, mm. someone an Australian brewer comes out with a New England IPA that I would give a four. Well, so at the moment, this is probably best in fast. class at 3.75. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that my my previous check in for this was four, and that was mm. from the can batch. I'm still at a four. It's 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 a better batch than the can batch, mm. but that would make me retroactively downgrade my score for the can batch. I don't think it's a four point two five. No, I mm. think it's I think it's a four, and that this is probably what they were intending for the. I wonder mm. if
1: this is the same batch that was on at Carwin a few weeks ago. Because when we had it at Carwin, we all said that the cans were better. Mm. But this is tasting better.
0: Than D- no, no. Was it, no, it wasn't Carwin. It was um, uh, no, catfish. catfish.
2: I can tell you that this is not the, that same batch. Yeah, this, this is
1: better than that batch.
2: I bought a keg of this for my mm. bar, and it was only available as of Friday, week and a half okay. ago. So. Okay.
1: okay. So, well, it's already improving. Yeah. Because funny, I gave that other one 3.75, but this is definitely better than... Hmm. It's juicier. It's got more of those fruit flavours, but it's still really, you know, hoppy and
0: piney. Which I guess, you know, we learnt from the same thing from the little bang comments, you know. Everything is constantly evolving. Yep. It might get better. Mm. So, okay, uh, I think you've kind of revealed your ratings there, but, uh, we had like a 3.75, we had a four, four. I'm also going 3.75 because it's, I've drank it four times or checked it in four times and I've always said 3.75. So, either way, good work Hop Nation and we will come and visit you soon. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, in the meantime, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective, uh, Brought to you by A.B. and Bev and Coca-Cola Amateur. <laughs> ah, that refreshing taste.
2: <laughs> we're just going to wait for the next uh, next cut of Blade Runner where all the Coke branding is replaced by Feral branding.
1: But yes, the three of us <laughs> were watching the original, on the 2007 director's cut of the original Blade Runner. Exactly. And we just kept thinking Feral whenever we saw the Coca-Cola um,
0: it, banners pop up, which they pop up a lot. Yeah. Which, you know, it was probably intended. I mean, I didn't think that film made a whole lot of money when it came out. So. No, it was, did really badly. Yeah. But, but anyway, we've been anyway. the Brunswick Collective. I've been Chris Shorten. With me have been Paul Christoph. See you next week. With me have been Carl Campbell. Evening. And we'll talk to you soon. Uh,